This is People Every Day. Coming up... The Grammy goes to Beyonce! Dissecting last night's star-studded Grammy Awards. Plus, J-Lo and A-Rod working on their relationship, Oscar nominations, and I catch up with country's Carly Pierce. It's March 15th. Hi guys, welcome back to People Every Day, presented by Macy's. Janine Rubenstein here this brisk Monday, at least where I am. I hope your weekends were wonderful. Mine was jam-packed. A virtual kid's birthday, virtual friend's baby shower, a little thing called the Grammys that was kind of virtual. I'm virtually exhausted, <laughs> but I'm going to pull it together for you guys. Uh, speaking of music, later in the show, country star Carly Pierce talks about her career taking off last year, right as she was going through her painful divorce, and how her new music is a result of those highs and lows. So stick around for that. Joining me now, though, to dissect probably the biggest awards show we've had this year, and definitely the most eventful, People Staff Editor Jeff Nelson. Hi, Jeff. Let's talk Grammys last night. Hi, Janine. Let's talk Grammys. Yes. I'm here for it. So, okay, overall impression of the night. I mean, we had Trevor Noah hosting, pretty much the, the A-list of the a List and music was there and and performing. Um, do you think it was enjoyable for viewers, or or did it have some of the awkwardness that the other award shows have had? I mean, for me, it was such a fun night. I mean, I've been watching the Grammys my whole life. I've been working the Grammys at People for eight years now, and I mean, honestly, this is the best Grammys I've ever seen. And it's a pandemic, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just the energy of the performances was electric. I thought all of the winners made sense this year. I thought it was a really satisfying show. I guess my one gripe was that it was a very long show. And like every year, it went it went over. Let's talk about those performances. Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. Um, we're we're going to talk about that. Taylor Swift, <laughs> Harry Styles, and his boa, Dua Lipa. First off, what was your favorite performance? Oh, I mean, literally all of the ones that you just said. Like, Harry Styles got everyone hot and bothered. He was in, like, a leather suit, but shirtless and had that feather boa. <laughs> Okay, you, you you said the word hot and bothered, though, um, um, the words. And so let's just go to the top right there with Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. Um, I, I talked to my mother-in-law about the performance this morning. <laughs> she, she had a lot to say, but her main word was, wow, wow, on CBS, wow. On CBS, yes. I mean, it was electrifying just from the backgrounds, the colors, you know, all of that. Were you surprised at all by that that performance? I still am, like, wrapping my head around the fact that we got to see a performance of WAP on primetime television. Yes. <laughs> and, I mean, it wasn't mm -hmm. just, like, changing a few words. Like, that was basically, like, rewriting the whole song slash just removing a lot of words. Yeah. But and if you don't know what WAP stands for, never mind. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I was like thinking in my head of like, okay, FCC regulations, what time is this? I'm like, <laughs> what's going on? But it was it was so worth the watch. Um, okay, now on to the awards. What are the categories that people are talking about most today? The big four categories were kind of the most buzzed about, at least in my circle of friends. Um, so that would be an album, song, record, and best new artist. So 
Uh, I mean, obviously, Taylor Swift took home album of the year for Folklore. Justice for Folklore, Justice for Taylor Swift. <laughs> she, But I mean, she made history with that. This is her third time getting album her of the year, third, right? Yeah, her third time winning album of the year. She'd previously won for Fearless in 1989. And she made history becoming the first female artist to win her third album of the year gramophone. And I mean, then there was Song of the Year, her took that home for I Can't Breathe, which was inspired by yeah. George Floyd's death. That one was kind of a surprise for me. I Just because I feel like me that too, song, actually. it hadn't had as much buzz. Like It really it, didn't. It didn't have as much buzz. I don't think it had as much radio play either, but it's a, it's a really, really great song. And just her story behind it, she was just so moved and so, you know, shaken. And she didn't know how she was going to, you know, channel that. And then she did it with music. And now she feels like that. It's it's just keeping up the call. And there was a lot of protest songs. It, it was a big night for that. So I was, I was happy that she won, though it did surprise me. And then Best New Artist, Megan Thee Stallion. Meg, hey Meg. Yes. I mean, this one for me was like a shoe-in. No one has had a big year the way that she has the past year between, I mean, Savage and then Savage Remix with Beyonce. Remix, yeah. And (laughs) WAP and Body and her album. But she was still surprised. She was like, me? Like, it was was cute. And it was, yeah, it was a really moving moving speech she gave. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then what was the other one? Who are we record, forgetting? So, there was another yeah, big Record one. of the year. Record. record. Which, yeah, the night ended on that. Um, Billie Eilish won for Everything I Wanted, which, and uh, again, like that was kind of a historic moment. She's the youngest artist to ever win more than one Record of the Year award. And she's the she's only the third artist to win it back to back. That was so great. And she, of course, tried to give her award away to Megan Thee Stallion because she's such a fan. So we saw another one of those moments, but definitely both deserving. Um, let's take a moment to talk Yonce, my queen. Um, <laughs> she's, she's been overlooked um, in some ways at the Grammys in years past, kind of. Kind um, of. But I'm, she's, yes. she's, <laughs> she's like, like she, she has those. She, you know, she has 28. Eight Grammy Awards, which makes her the first woman to ever have that many. Uh, it's just groundbreaking. Let, let's, let's listen to what she had to say about just this momentous occasion. This is so overwhelming. I've been working my whole life since nine years old. And I'm, I can't believe this happened. It's such a magical night. Thank you so much. I love it. And, and, and that's what I mean by kind of like to, to have been overlooked the way she has. But to still be the most winningest woman, that just is, is exemplary of her of her work. Yeah, no, completely. And yeah, I mean, like you said, like overlooked. I mean, you look back to, I mean, her self-titled Beyonce album. You look back to Lemonade and the fact that those didn't win yeah. album of the year at the time. Like, I mean, those, like she was the zeitgeist. Like, <laughs> yep, yep. No, it was a great moment. I, and I do feel like they they really spread the the awards around this year and and hit all the buckets that they were that they needed to. So so that was a good feeling. Um, let's shift to another music star who wasn't there at the Grammys. She has a lot going on right now. Um, Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez um, have clarified some things over the weekend. So on Friday, there was news that 
it was over. They were done. They had split. And uh, they they came out with a joint statement over the weekend saying, we are working on some things. So kind of hedging a little bit, wouldn't you say, Jeff? And then she she put up this, this TikTok um, that is basically showing these headlines that's been coming out, headlines about her relationship, headlines about the split, um, headlines about him saying he's not single, all of this, and basically saying people are going to say what they're going to say. So what, what, did, what was your reaction after Friday's news that shocked the world? What was your reaction to seeing her TikTok? Yeah, I mean, you know, that TikTok was set to a Sweetie song and one of the lyrics is, I ain't worried about a blog. So kind of what that video told me is JLo is not paying attention to what people are saying about her. She thinks her business is her business. Um, and in terms of all of the, I mean, the whole kerfuffle over the weekend between Friday and <laughs> that, I mean, that TikTok video, um, I mean, a source has told people they were having problems. Uh, she's currently filming another, a new movie in the Dominican Republic. They were having problems before she left. Um, filming made it worse because they haven't been able to see each other much in person, but they love each other and want to keep working on things. It's a, it's, it seems like more of a long distance issue now. I mean, it, from both the statement and what we've heard from sources, there's some there there. There's some trouble in paradise, but you know, they're working on it. It has a lot more to do with how far apart they've been. Um, but I mean, I just hope they pull through. I, this is one of those couples that I was like, yes, nail on the head. They're perfect. Let's make this happen. Perfect power couple. <laughs> yeah. J-Lo, A-Rod, work, work hard on things. Okay. Cause we love you. Guys. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Janine. Now, guys, let's talk about another award show that is revving up a big one. Uh, the the big one. I guess I should call it the big one. The Oscars have put out their list of nominees. And I have uh, our own uh, movie buff, our resident movie buff, <laughs> special projects editor Mary Green here with me to talk through who was nominated and, and what's going on with this show. So, uh, Mary, first things first, uh, when you look at the list of nominees, would you say good, bad, or meh? Like, how are you feeling? I would say I'm a little mm. mixed okay. this morning. I, I feel that some really noteworthy films and directors were overlooked. Ooh, okay. Well, let's get into it. Let's just talk the big categories, best picture, best actor, actress, supporting actor, actress, and best director. So let's go with picture. While a lot of the, the movies that were nominated were expected, especially Nomadland, Minari, I thought that was great. And I was also really, really happy for Judas and the Black Messiah. But I was really disappointed that there wasn't, you know, One Night in Miami, Ma Rainey, which were two of my very favorite movies of the year, were shut out for both Best Picture and Best Director. I thought Regina King's direction in One Night in Miami was masterful. Okay, so Best Actor, Best Actress. Who are we looking at? I think for both of those categories, I would rank the two stars of Ma Rainey as the front runners. Um, of course, it's incredibly sad that Chadwick Boseman 
right now is the front runner for best actor, but he and Viola Davis in that movie are absolutely captivating. Who are they up against? Well, for Viola, I feel like some of her biggest competition is going to come from Carrie Mulligan. And I don't know if you've seen, if who has seen Promising Young Woman. It's so good. And she is terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Carrie Mulligan? Oh, yeah. Yes. And okay. uh, Her accent is completely gone. She plays 100% against type. It's a riveting performance. Wow. Okay, let's talk about supporting actor and actress, but start with actor, because I've seen a lot online just this morning about Daniel Kaluuya and and Lakeith Stanfield kind of facing off in this best supporting actor field. But Daniel, he was the lead. He was the star of this film. Like, why wouldn't he be in the actor category? So for the Academy, the decision is made by both the studio and um, in combination with the actor's representation on which category they want to submit to. And I think part of it is the studio felt that this movie very much featured both Daniel and Lakeith equally. That they both okay. stood out. Got and um, and also, I think it also reflects a cordiality between the two actors mm, that one mm-hmm. didn't outshine the other. This is a this is a really interesting category now because of both of them. Before that, I would have thought that this is Leslie Odom Jr.'s to lose. But I feel like now Judas and the Black Messiah is starting to rise. Oh, my goodness. It really has. Um, in terms of the, the voting window, do you see a swing happening? Like, is, is this going to be that? I know things are different with the pandemic, but, you know, this is essentially that prime time to really, like, get get the promo out there for these films. Right. How is that going to work this year? So in the next month, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah is going to start streaming heavily. I think more and more people are going to see it. I'm very curious about Nomadland, which just started uh, streaming on Hulu. That was one of my three favorite films this year. It's a completely different take on cinema, and which was a terrible, pretentious word that I can't believe I just said. Cinema. But, <laughs> but Frances McDormand and... Frances McDormand would not use the word cinema. She would not. <laughs> in Nomadland. <laughs> exactly. And absolutely no, none of the characters in Nomadland would ever use that. Uh, especially the real life people. Uh, it was... A really, really cool look at a, a part of America that most of us have no idea about. So I think that that, in the end, could end up winning. Mary, you always just break it down so clearly for me. Thank you so much. I know exactly what I need to hurry up and watch whenever I get a moment. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes, race and go see all the amazing films. Coming up after the break, Carly Pierce on making music amid heartbreak. Stay tuned. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right now, we are going to take it over to Nashville. Joining me is two-time Academy of Country Music Award winner Carly Pierce, whose hit breakup anthem from last year, I Hope You're Happy Now, a duet with Lee Bryce, has resonated with millions of listeners, but it also hits close to home for Carly. Uh, She's here now to talk about her fast track to country fame and the ups and downs of this past year. Hi, Carly. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm really good. And I say fast track, even though I know there is so much work that goes into (laughs) before you actually blow up the way you have. So I don't mean to undermine all of that. (laughs) I'll take anything that means I'm I have a seat at the table. So whatever. Great, great. Um, so I'm I'm just in the music spirit right now. I don't know about you, but you know, Grammys is in the air, and and I, I'm really excited to talk to you about this song. It, it took on a life of its own, blazed up the charts, earned you an ACM, all this stuff. But the inspiration behind it, um, I know you 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 worked on it with some heavy hitters in Nashville. How did you bring it about? Kind of a funny storm of things that I feel like was just meant to be. And I don't know that it could be recreated. So I, a few years ago, played a show with Luke Combs, who we all know and love. And Mm -hmm. this is back when he was kind of starting to blow up. And I asked him, I said, I know this is super weird, but I really want to write a song with you. And if you know anything in, in Nashville, people say all the time, we should write or we should we should sing together or something. And it never happened, Mm -hmm. especially with two artists that had the schedules that Luke and I had. It was like, sure. Yeah, let's do it. Well, we both (laughs) kept it. We actually followed through with it and we got in the room together and I was very specific about wanting to write a duet. And I was very specific of wanting it to be reminiscent of the nineties duets. People like Tim and Faith and Brooks and Dunn and Reba and Trisha and Garth. It's iconic duets that were true duets. And Luke just, really tapped into playing the not so happy X and we yeah. long and it just, it was crazy how it really blew up. And I, I, I asked my sweet friend Lee Bryce to come in and sing it with me. And he's so amazing. I just think it was like the perfect storm for that song. It was meant to be. Um, I, I want to talk, you mentioned him. So I want to talk a little bit about, um, just everything you were going through last year in the midst of this meteoric rise and and being nominated four times and 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 all of that there were hills but there were valleys as well you you got divorced and well filed for divorce in the middle of all of this how did that play into your roller coaster of emotions from you know all of the career success to you know your your split from Michael Ray It was so interesting because I feel like in a time where all of us, no matter what you do for a living, you felt 
isolated in some form or fashion last year with quarantine. And it wasn't normal for any of us. It was uncomfortable for a lot of us. And what was so beautiful to me was that I oddly felt so connected to country music fans, not stepping up on a stage, not getting to hug them, not getting to see their faces, not getting to to know their names. But because of what they did for me through I Hope You're Happy Now and what they gave me this confidence and they gave me my second number one and I won a CMA award. And it was like in the midst of so much personal change and turmoil and heartache, I still felt so much love from country music and the way that yeah. in my entire life, country music has always been the thing that made me feel understood or made me um, just say like saved me. And that was such a beautiful thing that I don't even know in the midst of it, fans really understood what they were giving to me. Nice. Nice. Well, how, how are you feeling now? We are, we are on the other side of that. It is a brand new year. Uh, you're single. <laughs> how, how are things going? So I just put out a new project um, called 29 and my current single country radio is called Next Girl. And um, just a response so far to my project that I really just went there um, for my heart and kind of documented for for music fans and just for anybody um, kind of going through losing my producer, Busby, for those of you who, who don't know who that is, um, he was responsible for all of the music leading up to his last song that he ever worked on was I Hope You're Happy Now. And he passed away from glioblastomia, brain cancer um, at the age of 43. And I had to kind of figure out what music looked like without him. And I also had to kind of find my way through this divorce that I didn't see coming. And uh, I'm just so proud of this music. I think it's the most authentic music that I've made. And I think fans can really see that. And um, I'm, I'm very, very excited. Nice, nice. Tell me, what's some advice that you would have for listeners, I guess, who are still going through it? We've been talking about mental health. We've been talking about, you know, relationships. Everything really came to a head in 2020 for so many people. I know music got you through, but was there anything else that, that uh, you could pass on as your words of wisdom? I think sometimes when we think life, we have it all figured out. We totally, none of us do. Um, I think the biggest thing for me, 2020 was learning that is something that none of us will ever achieve um, in this lifetime and that it's okay to not be okay. And sometimes that vulnerability and that honesty and just that willingness to allow to feel emotions that maybe aren't so great or maybe look in a way that maybe once made you feel shameful or embarrassed or hurt, um, maybe is like the way that we actually have commu- or human connection. Life is life is like all about moments that are going to um, either define you or refine you. And refinement's a really beautiful thing. Define you or refine you. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Carly, thank you so much for speaking with me. It was such a pleasure. You too. Thank you. That was Carly Pierce. For more on her, head over to people.com. And now something to make you smile this post-Grammys Monday, courtesy of my girl Tiffany Haddish. The star comedian and actress was in the middle of taping an episode of her CBS show Kids Say the Darndest Things when one of her producers slipped her some news that she wasn't expecting. Listen to this. Tell them all you just won a Grammy. Congratulations. You just won the best comedy album. Y'all serious? I'm serious. This is not live. This is for real. 
I really won. Haddish got the award for Best Comedy Album for Black Mitzvah, and the news moved her to tears. She's the first black woman to win the award since Whoopi Goldberg 35 years ago. She went on to tell the kids on set to believe in themselves no matter what doubts they have. And there's no doubt she deserves this moment. Have a good one. <laughs> 